Welkom en leuk dat je luistert naar de Avontuurlijk Leven podcast. Dit is de podcast waarbij ik je mee ga nemen op een reis. Een journey die jou gaat inspireren een avontuurlijke leven te leiden. Je hoort hier verhalen van mensen met een avontuurlijke mindset die een intens, bijzonder, creatief en wijzer leven leiden. Ik ben je host Brigitte Ars. Ik ben auteur van Waar is het avontuur? Zoektocht naar een avontuurlijke leven. Ik run het platform Alice Goes Wild en de Avontuur Academy, ben editor voor Columbus Travel en docentonderzoeker. Dus wil ook jij het avontuur aangaan? Blijf dan luisteren. Welcome everybody. Today it's going to be in English the podcast. Since I have a very special guest, Belinda Kirk from the UK. Uh, she's founder of Explorers Connect and writer of the book Adventure Revolution, the life-changing power of choosing challenge. And for me, this book was also a great inspiration for my own book, Waar is de Avontuur? And tomorrow, I'm, myself, I'm being interviewed for a podcast and I can take three books, which are my inspiration. And this is one of the books I'm taking. Thank you. You're welcome. And we met a few times at Adventure Mind Conference, which she organizes as well. And it's a conference on the amazing power of adventure on our mental health and well-being. Well, welcome, Belinda. Really nice to have you in the in the podcast. And maybe you could tell a little bit more about your own journey. Where did you start? Where did you get this fascination for adventure, which I'm actually sharing with you? Hi, Bridget. It's great to see you, even if it's not in real life this time, um, uh, but over um, over the Internet. And nice to be on your podcast. So thank you for inviting me. Thank you particularly taking my book um, as your three inspirational books. That's as one of them. That is lovely. Gosh, where did it all start? Um, well, for 26 years, I've for most of my adult life, really, well, no, maybe for all of my adult life, I've been... Um, obsessed with adventure I love adventure it's it's how I feel alive and so I've been very lucky that I've made it I've fought in different ways to make it my income make it my my um my job because I figured out early on that if I could make a way of making a, a living even if it's a small living from doing adventures and being involved with adventure then I get to do much more adventure um, than if I save up get a different job, save up and have, you know, four weeks holiday a year. So I've always been pretty one dimensional, always been very much um, into adventuring. And and I guess it started, it kind of started when I was a kid. I was a feral child and that word feral was very much used about me. I, I grew up on an island in the, in the English Channel, um, Alderney, and it's a tiny little island with hardly any people or cars or anything else on it. So it was a very safe and it's a very easy place to be a free child, to be a child that could run about. We weren't worried about heavy traffic. We weren't, you know, my parents weren't worried about strange danger. And I would just kind of roam about exploring. And I think that's really where I was born an explorer. Um, but then as a teenager, I kind of moved away from it. We moved to the city. I moved away from adventure in the outdoors. And then thankfully I found it again when I was about 15, 16, through something called the Duke of Edinburgh Award, which I don't know if you have it over there, but um, um, in Britain, it's a big, 
it's a big thing um and you and one big part of it a big part you do some social work and and really um you know some good stuff but one of the really big elements of it is doing an adventurous overnight um expedition so um ours was a few nights in the brecon beacons which are some uh, low mountains in in wales yeah which is a high mount of us, of course. But uh, oh, it, it's great that it's so encouraged in the UK. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't have so much about mountains, actually. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's great that it's uh, encouraged in the UK. Um, I don't see that here so much, actually. So, that, But that was like a turning point for you. Oh, it or, is. It's a great... Yeah. And you don't have to have mountains. You can have any... You can have adventures in lakes and rivers and fields and coastlines. I mean, there's... You can have adventures in lots of terrain, so you don't need mountains. But for me, it was um, it was a real uh, it was a real awakening, and I think maybe because I had it as a young child, maybe that was the call back to adventure or the call to nature. Um, my teen years and my sort of um, the middle of my childhood and my teen years were were very challenging and difficult. And I had gotten to the point where I had really low self-esteem and finding adventure was my saviour. There's no question. And the Duke of Edinburgh um, Award and that those little expeditions in, in Britain, those sort of three, four day adventures that then followed on from the first one. Those led me to then travelling abroad. My first expedition when I was 18, I went to um, Africa and I went to as a research assistant. Um, and that kind of, after that, it all sort of, I don't know, when you find something that's really great, you, you've got to grab it with both hands, don't you? So by the time I was 21, I was leading my first expedition. By the time I was 26, I was leading huge expeditions into the jungles all over the world. And I don't know, I just I just love adventure. Um, for about 26, 27 years, I've been taking people, leading different groups on adventures, both small adventures and big adventures um, in Britain and all around the world. And what I've seen again and again is this transformational, this really positive effect that it has on people. So it was, it's been my therapy. It's, it's, it's helped me. It, it changed my life. But then I saw over, this, over my whole career, I've just seen it help all sorts of people in all sorts of ways. And I just, I'm, and that's why... I, I've spent, you know, so much time in the last sort of six, seven, eight years trying to get the word out about why adventure is so good for us and why we should rebrand it, why we should see it as, as a, a beneficial thing. Um, and so, yeah, I'm pretty one-dimensional. I love adventure and I think everyone should have a bit of it in their life. What is adventure for you? Is it It's different than just going in the outdoors? It's um, because there's so many ways to define it. And I mean, you could see it very broad and you could see it narrow. How do you see adventure? What is it for you? What is adventure is a really good question because we kind of all kind of know what it means, but we it's actually quite a hard thing to define. Um, I have had a stab at defining it in my book. Um, and I would say it's about chosen challenge. Um, and that is kind of the heart of it. It is about choosing to push yourself out of your comfort zone, choosing to take on a challenge that is also has an element of uncertainty or the unknown, and therefore an element of adversity. Um, I don't think you're on a proper adventure unless you're 
either getting cold or too hot or too or hungry or tired or even scared. Um, you know, you need to feel uncomfortable. But that's not the uncomfortable is not what we're going for on a, the adventure. That's just a an element that we have to put up with an element that that it's the grit in the oyster, isn't it? That makes the adventure so good. Um, so I think challenge, adversity and uncertainty or the unknown, those sorts of elements make up a proper adventure. Why Why is it so important to us to have an adventure if you go through all the uncomfortable, the, 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 the being too warm, being too cold, etc.? Why do we still need to go on an adventure? What, what do you think about that? I think that once you go on adventures, you learn that the the difficulties that you put up with are worth it because there's something greater at the end of it. There's some greater feeling of accomplishment or some great goal that you're looking for. Um, you know, self-confident building, relationship building, and you can recognize all of these things, but you also kind of know that you need to leave your comfort zone. You need to get out of the ordinary and do something outside of yourself, outside of your normal everyday in order to really learn. And I think it's when you step outside of your comfort zone that, that you, you, you hit this sort of real magic in life. Um, it's by doing the same routines and um, getting into the same, um, following the same rules and doing all the same things all the same time, that doesn't enliven us, that doesn't engage us. That actually can, you know, put us to sleep a bit. So sometimes we just, and I, I'm not saying we have to do adventures all the time. I'm not saying we have to push ourselves outside our comfort zone all the time. But I think the comfort zone is a great place to, to reside part time. But life is about living. It's about feeling alive. And to do that, you have to sometimes push yourself into difficult, challenging unknown uncertain situations because that's where you really find out what you're capable of it's where you learn things it's where you learn about yourself and it's where these kind of magical moments happen as well I think um, you know you can be slogging away in a really difficult adventure doing something and thinking why am I here and I, I'm sure anyone who does adventures have that moment like why am I doing this but by the end you know you, you've you, you experience things are that are just wonderful and magical and so you keep going back for more because once you do adventures you learn that um you know the the process of adventuring is just it's it's living it's like another way of saying just being alive and some of that involves some difficulty yeah, I totally agree with you. And and uh, I feel also that it, it's very magical to have an adventure. And it's very, it's kind of difficult also to define what magical is, but it feels like you become more human being actually by uh, living in an adventure. You hear a lot of times that, oh, I really feel alive once I have an adventure. So it's it's very interesting the way it works. Um, you also, I, I remember that from the conference, but also from your book, that there's quite a few of these life-changing stories uh, through adventure. Could you maybe tell something uh, or, or tell one of these stories of, or do you have an example? I have hundreds of examples. <laughs> um, because literally I've seen adventure help 
children, young adults, um, men, women, older people, people with disabilities, people from every kind of background and culture. And it's, I think it's a very normal, natural human thing to be, to, to seek adventure and to feel the benefits of it. Um, I'll tell you, I can tell you a couple of stories. Um, I don't know which one to start with. Um, or I can tell you many stories. You can tell me when to shut up. Um, I'll start with Sam because I love the story of Sam because Sam, it's, I think, I think a lot of a lot of the times we think of adventure as being this very elitist thing and you've got to go to a mountain or you've got to go to the top of Everest or something or North Pole or South Pole or something. Adventuring isn't about that. I mean, it, it can involve that, but actually small adventures can be just as impactful as big ones. And so um, the story of Sam was just some surfing lessons. Um, and Sam was a... a a teenager who was struggling and identify, I suppose, as well, because I've been a struggling teenager myself. And he, but he had really gotten to um, a really difficult stage. So he'd, he'd suffered from a lot of anxiety and depression and gotten to the, to the stage where he was an elective mute. An elective mute means that he physically can speak, but he chooses not to, like he, he cannot, he doesn't speak. And so you can imagine this, this went on for some time and his parents and him were probably very, um, were very um, stressed by this, um, were, were really struggling with the whole situation. Um, his parents had tried all sorts of things, um, all sorts of different therapies, more traditional news, um, antidepressants and so on. And then they said, they'd heard about this, this surfing therapy pilot study and it was six weeks of surfing with other young people who were struggling um, and a whole set of you know surf instructors and um, they just thought well you know this might just give him some fun it'll it'll give him relief it's time to stop thinking about all this stuff that's going on and just switch off and have some fun and make you know it'll make him feel better so he started going surfing and of course he, he did start feeling better. He, um, he fell off his board and got back on again, building resilience. He caught some waves and um, had those wonderful positive feelings of accomplishment and confidence building and so on. I don't know if you've ever caught a wave surfing or bodyboarding, but it's a, it's a great, great feeling. And then um, on this, the last lesson of the six weeks, um, his whole, his, both his parents came down to watch on the beach because they could tell that it really helped him. And they watched him in the waves, um, high-fiving his instructor and, and having fun, like, um, you know, like children should. And then suddenly, he just suddenly started speaking to his instructor. And, um, wow. gosh, I mean, something had changed, you know, something major had happened. And his dad came down to Joe, who who ran that um, pilot study. And he said, thank you for giving us back our son. And that, that change continued and, and, he, and he, they, Sam was able to go on and rebuild from there. But um, I think, you know, that incredible power of simply some surfing lessons, you know, simply challenging yourself in a natural way, 
um, that amazing ability to build confidence and resilience and so on. And that amazing pilot study is now a, 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 um, has grown into a wonderful charity called the Wave Project. Um, that is all over Britain, actually, and helping all sorts of struggling young people. Um, so Sam is a great story, I think, because it makes me it still makes me well up. <laughs> I'm just it's, it's such a wonderful thing that happened that day. But also, um, I, I don't think we have to think about these massive expeditions. And um, I mean, my background is in expeditions. I love expeditions. But, you know, with, with the world as it is, um, the mental health crisis that we face, the, the environmental crisis we face, we don't have to be um, thinking about flights and spending loads of money and it only being something that very, you know, people with the money can afford to do. Um, we can find ways to adventure and it will be impactful. Oh, that's that, that's a great story of uh, of Sam. It's a beautiful story, and it's it really shows where where it's all about and what it can do for us. Um, well, you you indeed mentioned already a lot of reasons why we should go have adventure, have an adventure like finding joy, feel alive, stretch and grow, and uh, strengthen relationships with each other. You feel real strong bonding indeed when you're on an adventure. And becoming the best you. And one of the things you also uh, were mentioning is, is find meaning. You have a whole chapter on all these topics and, and uh, they're fascinating. Could you tell a bit more about that, about find, finding meaning in your life? I think when you go on an adventure and it changes your life, you become very evangelical about telling everyone how good adventure, you know, you kind of want to share the good news. So I know for me, it's because adventures changed my life, but it's also because I was so happy that, wow, I can see it changing other people's lives. You know, why, why are we not sharing this thing? And I think, so a lot of the, or, or one, of the, one of the big ways that we can find meaning through adventure is actually because it can help us, even in a small way. It can be a refresh button. It doesn't have to be absolutely life-changing um it, there's a whole uh, there's a whole scale isn't there but if it helps you if you find that it's something that brings joy to your life then you want then it, it, it often brings meaning by just telling other people whether it becomes your job or, or something that you um, are very passionate about so I think there's that part of finding meaning through adventure I think there's also if you go on an adventure you're you're often choosing to go in achieve something and, and I don't mean achieve like a summit obviously it could be a summit or a um, you know to to go down a, a river or to cross a lake or whatever and so that's a really nice meaningful challenge because you've got a really under, you've got a very tangible tangible beginning middle and end you, you know you're what you're shooting for and so every step or, or paddle stroke or, or cycle um it gets you to where you're you're trying to get to, and so therefore it feels very meaningful in itself. Um, but also because you know the meaning can be that you're trying to build a relationship. So the very act of adventuring can be um, very meaningful in 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 different ways from different angles. But there, I've just met so many adventurers who their job is more of a calling than it is a pure vocation. You know, it's, 
it's not about paying the bills. It's about um, sharing something, sharing something important. Um, so, people find meaning through adventuring. I think you step away from who you're supposed to be, who you're expected to be. You step away from all these pressures of modern life and you can find yourself and therefore you can find your meaning. It can also kind of unlock you. Um, I've seen that for a lot of people, this sort of unlocking of like a self-awareness um, of realisation. Uh, yeah, it can, it can help meaning in life in quite, quite a few different ways. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, also, yeah, I think indeed uh, what I, I'm saying is also in my book, but you're saying that also in times of transition, when there's something like a divorce or if, or indeed finding a new, you need to find a new job, you just got fired or uh, you have an illness and um, a bigger adventure could be very transformative for you and you can change a new direction in your life. Yeah. No, that was definitely a theory that I, I've kind of, it's definitely a theory I've kind of muted in my book because I essentially, I couldn't understand why sometimes big adventures didn't work for people because I could understand why small adventures sometimes didn't work for people, but I couldn't figure out why a big adventure couldn't, didn't always work for somebody. And I was chatting to some of the scientists that I was researching and, 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 and um, advising on my book. And, um, and it's like, oh, well, I think sometimes when people come back from a big adventure, they're not given the support to be the new them. You know, they come back to the same life, with the same routines and with everyone expecting them to be the same. So they actually they may have transformed, but then they can't continue that. But you know, they can't continue to be the butterfly. They can't continue to be that new person that they found. So actually, the reason why I think it's really good to do these trips at times of transition is because you are literally moving from adult to child, uh, sorry, from child to adult, or you're, or you're, or you're going through a marriage or a divorce or a, um, having a child for the first time or whatever, or having a new career. Your whole life is changing anyway. So it's a really good time to transform. And then the setting allows you to keep that transformation, if that makes sense. Uh, how important is uh, this different topic but how, how important is resilience for us it's a word I hear a lot of times especially in conferences in the UK also on adventure mind resilience why is it such a key word why is it so important for us well resilience means to bounce back and I think we have in Britain I think it's it's less of a problem in Holland, as far as I know. Um, I've got this brilliant. I've got a few brilliant books on Holland and and how to bring up kids in the, the Dutch way. So <laughs> um, you you let okay, okay. I might be a bit out of date, but I think you give your kids more autonomy to make more mistakes and build coping mechanisms. Um, walking to school more often and doing things like that. Um, in Britain, we've become more and more cotton wool with our kids. We don't allow kids, I mean, the statistics are crazy in terms of how many children can walk to school on their own. Um, it's very, it's, it's incredibly low percentage nowadays. Whereas a generation ago, it was nearly all the kids used to walk to school. Um, the area in which kids, kids can play used to be 
um, or, or has shrunk from when I was a kid in the 70s, or well, I was a toddler, but in the 70s to today, the area in which a child plays has shrunk by 90%. So essentially what we're doing is if, if you don't have the if you don't have the chance to fall down, get back up again, to make a mistake and just get back and get on with it anyway and carry on. If you're not having those failures when you have support around you, like parents or teachers, or, or, or when you're somehow supported, then you can get to an adult. Um, and what we've seen in England a lot is these young adults who can't cope. Um, they're going to, to study at university or they're going into apprenticeships or they're going into work and they're not, they're, they're struggling. And I think that's because we as, as a society have not been allowing people to build resilience or children to build resilience. And of course, putting on a resilience class at university is a bit late. Um, so mm. I think um, we, we all need resilience. All, I mean, we particularly need it as young adults, like as children, to go into the rest of our lives because you can't live without resilience. What can you do? You can't do anything. You can't, um, you can't fulfill your dreams and ambitions. So um, it's particularly important, I think, for children. Um, but I think we all need to keep our resilience going. And, by di- and, and adventure is great for that because it allows you to fail, but in a small way, in a, in a quick way, because you're immediately onto, you're in it. You're, in, you're, you're, in, you're immediately um, winning at other things. You're, you're in this um, situation where you're, You've got lots of other ways that you're winning at. Um, uh, I don't know if I've gone off the point a bit, but I mean, resilience, is it, I think the question was, why is it resilience important? Right, yeah. So resilience is important because essentially it's what allows us to live. If we can't be resilient, then we can't really live our best lives because we will just stay in our comfort zones. We'll just stay, we'll become narrower and narrower, more and more fearful of life and, and less bold and just kind of we narrow our lives whereas if you want to widen your choices widen your life and I suppose you know just fill your life with experience and and all the things you want then you have to be able to fail you have to be able to bounce back okay yes that makes sense it, it makes you indeed stronger and more courageous so it's very important to us also, uh, well, there's a big relation of between also resilience between uh, adventure and and our mental health, our wellness. Could you say something about because you're a big advocate of adventure as a way to because I know there's also a big problem in the UK with um, people having depressions, fears, or or any other mental problems. How can adventure help, and why is it so important? I think. <laughs> I think adventure, gosh, there's so much to say to that question. <laughs> adventure, I think, is, the, is such a great antidote to modern life because modern life has become so unadventurous. And that's why I think adventure is better now than it's ever been for helping our mental health. Life is not easy. And I'm, I'm, I don't mean that life is unchallenging, but life is very rule bound and the stresses and the pressures that we have in modern life are very unnatural stresses. Um, there's good and bad stress, you know, um, and um, 
the brain works really well with short-term stress rather than long-term stress that pushes all our cortisol levels up, um, leads to things like um, heart disease and anxiety and depression and um, high blood pressure and everything else. So this kind of long-term stresses like getting a promotion, um, um, even getting married is incredibly stressful, buying a house, trying to pass exams. Um, these things are really stressful, but in a very unnatural and I think a very harmful way. When you go out and have adventures, you kind of experience this really good stress whereby you, you're pushed, um, you know, you, you feel uncomfortable, but it, it's very short lived and it's very varied. So you might be, you know, going down a rapids or you might be trying to climb up a bouldering wall and, and worried that you're going to fall. But if you do fall, you fall and then you go, oh, OK, well, I'm all right. Get back up and keep going. And so you get great, great waves of accomplishment and, and, and pr being proud of yourself and all of that, along with the um, along with kind of failing. But it's all it's all much more natural um it's it's much it's much closely much more closely aligned to how our brain works um and it doesn't lead to these sort of build-up of long-term stress which is actually killing us um I'm sorry i've got off the point again haven't i what's the <laughs> um oh yes so why is adventure so good so adventure is just this wonderful it's a completely different way of our brains and our bodies working to how we've set up the modern world and i think that's why it's such a good fit but, and that's also why you know, it's another so way to answer that question yeah and 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 well Sorry. basically the question uh belinda uh was um let me just get it right and sometimes you're falling away a little bit and your words are kind of lost but uh basically i'm trying to make the relation between um adventure and the topic of uh, mental health so how important is, is adventure for mental health or, for, or how can it help for getting a better uh, mental health uh, situation in the in, in the UK or for any one of us, basically? It's, it's, there's so much to say about that. What I, um, so it's a difficult one to answer, but um, I think we have mental health crisis in Western society. And so I think we need to really think about in innovative ideas, um, cost-effective um, changes that we can, and, and realistic things that we can implement to really make a difference. And I think adventure is great, firstly because it's actually quite an attractive prospect. If you ask most people, do you want to go on an adventure versus do you want to eat a low-salt diet and go to the gym every day, they're probably going to pick um, an adventure uh, I know I would but yeah so it's it's I think a natural fit so I would say in that way it's a really good thing how is it good for us I mean a whole I've written a whole book about well how I think it's good for us and there's more research coming out nowadays um, as well I think it can be so so good for us because it is the most natural fit um I think our world has become very, and the way that we live is very unnatural. We eat and sleep and move um, very differently to how we evolved to to do any of those things. You know, we're supposed to be 
constantly roaming, um, fasting, um, outside, um, very communal. Yeah, we are hunter-gatherers at the end of the day. That's what our bodies and our minds evolved to be. And so a big, a big sort of, again, an, another theory that I put in my book, which I would love to hear people's thoughts on it maybe if i've got it wrong but i think it all adds up that i think we're just we, we're born to adventure and that's why i think adventure is such a good fit for us um because if you think of all those ways that we're not living in a very natural way if we just get a bit more time outdoors if we challenge ourselves and we're not only more physical and, and active but we're we're moving in a very very natural way whether you're running walking swimming climbing these are natural ways of moving. Um, you know, a treadmill in a in a gym is not a natural way of exercising. So, um, and also we've got all of these other elements. Um, so you've got nature, you've got exercise, and then the great added bonus is adventuring. And adventuring is this this all of these benefits of pushing yourself um, and choosing your own limits, choosing your own um you know challenge and and teammates and so on and you know um trying wild swimming for the first time and, and getting cold and thinking what am i doing but then actually coming out and feeling really good about yourself and having um a million uh, a million good <laughs> good vibes afterwards um you there's just it's very hard to paraphrase the the now the amount of research that's coming out there is all sorts of ways that it can help you with growth, um, so sort of personal development, with um, healing and post-traumatic growth um, or post-traumatic healing, with um, growing up for kids, um, building relationships, um, finding meaning, finding yourself, um, um, overcoming fear, building resilience, building confidence. Um, yeah, there's just, there's a, it's actually quite a panacea in a way it's like there's this multitude of ways that it can help us and i think that is because it's very hard to define adventure and it's very hard to summarize why adventure is good for us because it is so it's just so um it's just everywhere and it's everything and it's just it fits us like a glove because it's natural and um it helps us in a multitude of ways because it's it's a normal part of of who we are um yeah i think that's a great answer uh, belinda <laughs> thank you so much well i've actually gone through my questions wait well i've actually gone through my questions is there any question which you would have liked me to ask which i didn't ask <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can talk all day about this, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, uh, I don't know. I think at the top of my head at the moment, there's well, there's lots of things, to be honest. I've just come out of the conference, so feeling very buoyed by that and feeling very optimistic about, you know, what we can do as a community of people who who recognise that adventure is really good for us, you know, what is possible? How can we get it into other people's lives, um, into public policy, into urban planning, into schools? I mean, there's so many places we can 
there's so much that we can do to um, bring adventure into our lives. There's actually so many opportunities that it's really exciting, but it's also quite overwhelming because there's so much to do. We've, we're in a world that is, it feels like the scare, you know, it's, you know, there's, there's obviously the Ukraine, uh, the situation in Ukraine, and there's so much sadness. I mean, with the men- we talk about mental health crisis, but what it actually means is just that there's, mis- there's so much misery in the world. There's so much suffering, and I think needlessly, um, you know, because we just need to change, we just need to tweak the- our societies. We need to somehow re-engage with the stuff that matters we need to um you know we need to make it easier for people not to live on their own we need to make it easier for people to be active we 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 all need to be doing stuff but it's so monumental it's such a monumental change there's such monumental change needed but there's also so many opportunities i don't know i'm kind of um uh hopefully it's a time of great opportunity and I feel that we can make change right now. We can make a difference. But it is also, um, yeah, there's just so much to do. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And um, yeah, even in the Netherlands, it will be a, a big challenge to integrate more adventure in society. I think in that way, I feel all the discussion about this is already much further ahead in the UK and uh, well, I myself, I'm trying to inspire people here uh, to go to have more adventure, but it would be also great indeed if it would be integrated in all sorts of way in the society here, like indeed the design of our cities of, or of our spaces, uh, the healthcare uh, system, etc. So there's so much to do, but and it is so much, and on the other hand, there's so much, so many opportunities. So I think it's uh, it's absolutely great and uh, inspiring your story. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Belinda. It it was great talking to you, and I'll talk to you next time on the conference, hopefully again, and uh, we'll keep in touch also, seeing how how we can reach out to other countries also, like in the Netherlands. No, absolutely, and keep keep up the good work there, Bridgie, and. Um... And uh, hopefully I'll see you soon. But um, um, in the meantime, then, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. And, yeah, we've got to stay hopeful, don't you? Right. We can make a difference. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I believe that also we can make a difference. And hopefully in in five years' time, it will be so different already that it's much more integrated in society. Superleuk dat je hebt geluisterd. Wist je trouwens dat je heel eenvoudig een review kunt achterlaten? Ga naar de app van je podcast en laat daar een review achter. Wil je voortaan alle afleveringen volgen? Abonneer je dan via je app. Vind je deze podcast interessant of ken je iemand die ook een avontuurlijk leven wilt leiden en het verschil wil maken? Of geïnteresseerd is in avontuurlijke denkers? Dan waardeer ik het als je deze podcast deelt of doorstuurt. Dat kan via de app waarin je deze podcast beluistert. Je kunt mij ook volgen op alicecoastwild.nl of op brigitteacht.nl. En abonneer je dan op de nieuwsbrief. Tot de volgende keer!